It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. And the last team, that's preseason team sheet tantrum. Jesus, don't want to give anybody a heart attack there. Uh, team sheet tantrums are not going anywhere before the rumor mill starts going. That was just a Freudian slip. Uh, but last preseason team sheet tantrum, and the only reason for that is because this is the last preseason game of Aston Villa's 2022 preseason. And uh, I'm probably more excited about this than a 37 year old man should be. Because uh, I don't know why, but I've got like League Cup 96 butterflies in my stomach uh, for this one. And I have no idea why. Is it that? Is that? Is that kind of sad? Is that kind of sad to have? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just that I really want football to be getting going again. Paddy's here as well. Uh, it's just popped on there. I'm going to bring him on, thankfully. Um, but yeah, I don't know why. But I think that uh, I'm just really looking forward to this game. I don't know. I'm prob- it's probably because... I got I've, I've I must say I've got terrible FOMO, fear of missing out. Looking at uh, Villain Tour and uh, all those guys that are uh, are living it up over in high twenties, uh, low thirty degree heat over in rain, and uh, it's absolutely bucketing down here in Ireland. It's like uh, it's like I'm I'm considering I'm on Dundee, I'm on I'm on Carzone, I'm on everything looking to buy an arc here because I think this could be the end. Um, here in Ireland, it's bucketing down. But anyway, Paddy, how are you getting on? I'm good, thanks. Apart from the rain, there's also a bank holiday weekend here, which doesn't make the weather even better. So there you there go. Is, there it's, is an absolute ban of is that, and that's a very local colloquial phrase. Actually, I don't even think that's even used out, outside of West Limerick. So 
<laughs> just let, that means a lot, actually, that phrase. There's a lot of music festivals on in Ireland today. And uh, I suppose I should thank my lucky stars that I'm not in a tent somewhere in the Midlands uh, or down in Waterford. And this team yeah. of rain is happening because... Uh, yeah, give, give, a sh- give a shout out to the poor people that are, are down in Independence watching Deck Pierce last night yeah. and tonight. Uh, yeah. fan Dick Pierce is playing outdoors in in his block rock and beat. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm thankful for that. That uh, I didn't I didn't I, I was going to say I didn't book any, but I did. I'm going to see Liam Gallagher at the end of the month, and that's outdoor, and it always frightens me right up to the day to see what the weather is going to be like. Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I'm glad you clarified that. You said I feel sorry for all the people down in Independence watching Deck Pierce, and I was there. Please don't let that be the end of the end of the sentence. Please don't let that be the end. <laughs> I know, we're only joking. <laughs> Dick Pierce is a national institution here in Ireland, uh, specifically on a Friday night and uh, and, and over weekends. Everybody having raves in their in their kitchen, which is always good to see. But uh, yeah, listen, De- Deck has been on the podcast before. He's an absolute stalwart here for Phyllis supporters in Ireland, and uh, he does a sports show on a, on, on a Sunday, and uh, he's always throwing in the odd uh, subliminal Aston Villa supporting message here and there, so he's fantastic yeah. for, for getting the news I out. Actually met, I actually met someone on holidays that told me that their son, who was six, was an Aston Villa supporter because of Dick Pierce. Yeah. So it's very important that he's spreading the good word. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely indeed. Uh, I've got to, got to just, because I see it here in the comments here, and we, we will get to the get to the rest of the comments in a moment. Have you seen it pop up here? Yes, for everybody um, that is looking for this on Villa TV that's outside of the UK, you aren't going to find it in Villa TV, unfortunately. Broadcast restrictions are just for Villa TV. Now, if I'm not mistaken as well, if you go, if you're, if your French is any good, and you go to the Stad Rene or the Rain uh, YouTube channel, you should be able to watch the game on their YouTube channel. I think they're streaming it there on the YouTube channel. Also, other streams that we will not be, um, we cannot name for legal reasons, I'm sure, will be out there as well. But I do not condone those um, uh, for, for. Or if you have a good VPN. Uh, or if you have a good VPN. Yeah, because, you know, VPN with Villa TV as well will work. That is street legal so you can do that i think it is anyway uh get my lawyer on line five get my get my lawyer on line five but uh yeah so look that's that's there, there is a bit of difficulty watching this game and um, just due to broadcast restrictions coming out of france and uh, nothing to do with the club essentially it's nothing to do with the club it's it's to do do with uh with with, with um with broadcast restrictions should i say coming out of france but as far as i'm aware it is on um, Rain's uh, YouTube channel, and I'm actually going to just check that in real time. So, Paddy, when I'm checking that, do you want to fill because I've got one or two little things there that I want to go through just before we the team sheet is announced? I want to feel um, a little bit sorry for Sa- Sean Green here who said he was at Harry Styles last night with his daughter. Cracking show, was it I Harry Styles? It was, <laughs> was it Harry Styles? Did it Gabby Bonner had a belt of a shoulder and started and he started puking all over? No, the field. that was Louis Tomlinson. Was it Louis Thomas? They're they not all the same person. I thought they were all androgynous or something along those lines, and they all just put the same person. It just seems that way, doesn't it? <laughs> what was I doing? Oh yes, um, uh, checking up the YouTube channel of Rain. Uh, oh, interesting. When I search YouTube for Rain, the first thing that comes up is our live podcast. Um, so <laughs> that's nice to see. Uh, there is. There doesn't seem to be anything up there on there. Uh, for, 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 can't speak French, so 
this is a pretty pointless exercise. There, Can we just it, ask you guys? Don't don't share any uh, streams in the comments because yeah, if you do, if you do, YouTube will take us down. So yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. Please, so please I don't. will. Uh, and no offense to anybody, I will have to delete them just because of. Wait a minute, there's a Frenchman talking in my ear. Um, just because. Uh, yeah, as, uh, yeah, yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, it doesn't look like there's anything up there yet, but there was a conversation that it would be streamed live on our YouTube channel. Um, yeah. anyway. Let's talk about streams and more talk about uh, the best. The best way to watch it for free and legally is probably on the betting sites. If you put a bet on, you'll be able to watch it there for free. So yes. we'll yes. play no more. We don't condone betting by any stretch of the imagination. But yeah. there you go. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, I did a little poll, Paddy, today on Twitter. I did a little poll. I don't know why I was. I was. You were bored. I was kind of. I was, <laughs> was caught for yeah. I, didn't have anything really to really to do this morning other than looking after the the young ones. So what I did was I put up a little poll to see who uh, what what the what the general consensus was in the team, and uh, it looks like um forty six percent of people think that Carlos and Mings are going to start. Thirty nine percent of people think Carlos and Chambers are going to start, and then fifteen percent of people think it's going to be Carlos and Kanza. Um, are going to start at the back. Then in midfield, um, I went with a midfield three, and I know a couple of people popped in underneath to say that they think it's going to be four two three one. I just don't. I know I've been the one who's been shouting that some some setups been four two three one previously and stuff, but I just think he's going to revert back to four three three, and it's going to be that. That's just going to be the stable uh, setup. Mm. Um, so the 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 three the three combinations I put in were JJ McGinn and Booba. Dougie McGinn and Booba or Sanson McGinn and Booba because I think McGinn and Booba are, are nailed on to play. Um, and it came out that Dougie McGinn and Booba, 51% of people thought were going to start. 45% of people thought JJ was going to start in place of Douglas Louise. So that's it. That was a really interesting one. It was neck and neck uh, for that one there. And then the strike force, we look to see would it be Ings, Watkins and Philippe Coutinho? Would it be Watkins, Philippe Coutinho and Buendia? Would it be Watkins, Philippe Coutinho, and Bailey? And this one actually was interesting because it came out as Watkins. Uh, it came out 59% of people think it's going to be Watkins, Philippe Coutinho, and Bailey. Um, now, I there's so many permutations I could have put in here, but only five. Uh, if you look, if I look into the comments, a lot of people think it's going to be Ings, Philippe Coutinho, and Buendia, or Ings, Philippe Coutinho, and Bailey as well. So a lot of people uh, mm. are unsure whether Ings is going to start. A lot of people are unsure whether Buendia is going to start, and so on. So it's that that's really, and we've we've been saying that that's really the area of the team that is up for grabs, and it could be anybody's yeah. position for there as well. And um, you should you so. should preface all those comments by saying we're also playing Fulham this weekend. And I know it's a mixture of under twenty threes yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard any other news to when when the kickoff time was or how it went out went down. But we are playing Fulham, so two squads of players will have to be um available to the managers. So I would imagine that we are going to look at more than likely a top nine or ten players that are going to start next week, starting today, and getting a full 60, 70 minutes. Um under their belt as they ramp up ready for next week and there probably will be a couple in the Fulham game that he's probably maybe unsure of fitness about for example Esri Konza who's coming back from injury so he might get a full game against Fulham he might get a full game against Ren we'll just have to wait and see but it's uh, it, it's going to be an interesting team for sure given that it's our last one not behind closed doors before we yes. play next week 
and I stand over what I said uh, in the in the preview that I did as well. I stand over the fact that okay, it might be ninety percent or eighty percent of the team that goes out against Bournemouth, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't be surprised if the team that we start today isn't exactly man for man for man for man for man the team that starts against Bournemouth. Uh, I think those days are kind of gone, and I think for us as well, the fact that we have. Uh, the majority of our team have played together before. I don't think it's as pivotal that we would have um, the team is out near that uh, that consistency. Yeah, I'm trying. I, it, I've gotten a notification, but it's not showing up on my Twitter yet for whatever reason. Um, you want me to call it out? It's and I, I, it's telling me here. Oh, I have it. Go on, let's do this. So adding to the stream. So we have uh, excellent. So we've got Martinez, Cash, Kanzan, Diego, Carlos. Fifteen percent of people are right. Okay, you win the holiday at Mauritius. Um, Kanza, Diego Carlos, and Dina, uh, McGinn, Kamara, and Douglas Louise. 51% of the population better or guess that as well. You win the Ford Mondeo and <laughs> Bailey Hawkins and Coutinho. I think that that was the favored one of the group as well. And you guys win the hot points, uh, tumble drawer. Um, excellent stuff, guys. We have a very knowledgeable crowd, as always. I would 100% put my faith in all of you that we would uh, at least get to the bottom of this. I'm shocked the Kanza is starting. I'm even more shocked when I look at the bench and I see no Tyrone Mings. That's the big shock. There's, there's no other, there doesn't appear to be another centre-half on the bench, is there? Feeney's there, Josh Feeney. Yeah. Now, sorry. once again, yeah. as you say, there's two games going on today, so uh, it looks like Chambers and Mings are away with probably playing in that game against Fulham as well. So, so it's uh, swings and roundabouts with regards to that. No Bundia anywhere. Bundia is probably playing against Fulham today as well. Uh, no yeah. Cameron Archer anywhere. Oh no, Archer is there. Archer is um, there. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it is. It is a really, 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 really interesting one. Um, that the way that this has has panned out. Um. Yeah, there's a lot of talking points here that we won't uh, like. There's a lot of talking points here that we won't even have until we know what the Fulham game was like, and we won't even know yeah. if they did play in the Fulham game, which I would imagine that they did. But for me, I'm gutted that there's no there's no Bundia today. Gutted because we're not we're like we're not seeing Bundia and Coutinho play together, and mm. that's pissed me off. Now it's kind of put a dampener on my whole preseason. So far, to be honest with you, but slight dampener, like a 2% dampener, not anything else. I did have the butterflies in my stomach a moment ago, but now I'm kind of like going, fuck it, this is an opportunity to at least have Buendia there, and a bit of an annoyance now is what that is, worse yeah. than anything else. But look, hey, he's the man with the plan, and uh, who so, am I Some people are asking there about the sons, and we call them out there, is Olsen, Sanson, Ings, Augustin, son, 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 uh, Young, Archer, Ramsey, Eric Boonham and Feeney. That's Jacob Ramsey. Yeah, Jacob Ramsey there and Aaron Ramsey not on the bench either. Mm -hmm. um, it's interesting because we didn't get any list of players that travelled to France, I presume, for this very, very, very reason. So yeah. um, it's it's an interesting one. I, I had to... I quit Twitter there by mistake, guys. So let me just bring that back up. I just want to see if we had anything from... Um, I just wanted to see if we had anything from Ashley Priest just to see if he could shed any light. Villa did take on Fulham in a behind closed doors friendly yesterday, with those missing from France playing a big part in that. Jared King spread the minutes around the squad to make sure each and every one of his players are as match uh, fit and match sharp as possible. Look, look, it makes sense. I know why. I'm just, I'm just being a petulant child. 
and it's pissing rain outside. I wanted my rays of sunshine from South America to play together, and uh, it just didn't happen. Um, but uh, look, <laughs> look I, don't, I don't think I think we might be reading a little bit into what what this is all about here. When you, when you think of the big players that are are obviously like. Buendia is just a little magician. He he's going to be a huge part this season, and and to read so much into him not being in this squad and being in the Fulham squad, he could be trying something completely different against Fulham that he needs Buendia there for. We've just got to be a little bit mindful for that. I, I honestly don't know, but we we just we just have to work with what we have here today. I think the biggest surprise, given um, all of the hullabaloo yesterday over Danny Ings getting the number nine, is that he's not starting today. So nah, I think you just what? got to choose that. I don't know. I, 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 I think I think it could be a make or break time for Danny Ings. I, I, I think he's given Danny Ings the number nine and he's patting him on the back and, and oh, yeah. you know, told him how great he is and said, You're my number nine now. That's gonna be your short. You you go and earn that short and you you go and score lots of goals because as as we've said many times over the last couple of weeks, Watkins just isn't cutting it for me. So uh you know, by all means, I'd love to see Danny Ings get a good run and score a bag of goals because I think that's what could possibly happen this season. Yeah, look, it's uh, and uh, look, there's no baby with bad water here either with Danny Danny Ings in, in that instance. But like, I think that you know, no, like the number nine chart was hanging out there. It probably looks like we're not signing another striker if they're giving away the number nine chart. Um, or if a striker comes in, he's not going to be a huge name. Um, which Who is had what the I number? Did Keenan Davis have number nine? Keenan Davis had number. No, he didn't have number nine, did he? Mm. I was trying I to thought... figure out earlier who 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 the previous number nine was. Mm. I couldn't think of one since Nicholas Hellenius. <laughs> Dion Dublin was nine. That's the only one that comes to mind for me. Angel was nine. Um, yeah, I'm struggling with that. Wesley, Wesley had, Wesley Wesley yes. had number nine. Wesley, we never even talked about that deal, Paddy, as well. Like, if the rumours are true and it's, there's a 13 million... And look, Levante can afford... Like, Levante have some big names in their squad. Go, go and Google Levante's squad and you'll be surprised. You'll be like, oh my God, is he, he's going he's dropped down to the second division. Yeah, Alvaro Negredo, I think, is is on the Levante squad at 37 or 8 or 9 years of age. But uh, there's, there's quite a lot of good players. Levante aren't exactly a, um, a tin pot team either, you know. I'd say they will get... Uh, promotion straight away, but 13 million. If we were to recoup 13 mm. million euros for him, you like we should be dancing in the streets. That's that's I think so. That's unbelievable yeah. stuff. Um, right, let's talk about that team. So, look, I suppose, as you say, it is kind of a twofold dis- discussion. We've kind of gone through who we thought might be there and who we didn't think might be there, and so on and so forth, and whatever else. But, uh, look, I suppose there's 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 a lot of confirmation in this from the point of view that, um. And it goes as well to, to to my point that I don't think that this is the team that he's going to put out against Bournemouth. I I just don't. Um, I I think that the I, think, Jack, Jack I, I definitely think there's eight or nine that will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Part. But uh, it, it, I suppose the the, the one surprise in the starting lineup is is Ezri Conza, that that he's in there just just to see how he gets on with Diego Carlos. So. It's, it's it's up to him to put his hand out and nail down that position. I think I think everyone would be a little bit shocked if if the two of them started next week as they are today. But yeah. who knows? Who knows what's going on in in uh, in Mister Gerard's mind? We'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's like like there's no way that Buendia won't uh, like like there's a couple of things there. And Bog Bog, Bog says I hope this doesn't mean Buendia has dropped out of favour. Same for Chambers and Ming Suit. No, no, there's absolutely no way. Like Chambers has done nothing to drop out of favour. Mm. I think this is just about allocating um, 
players to get minutes, um, as many minutes. And this probably actually works in those three players' favour, if you think of it, because he was saying, listen, lads, I need you to get 90 minutes. The results don't really don't really matter about this. I need you to get 90 minutes. And when I remember when I was speaking about um, chemistry, Buendia, I don't think Buendia needs time with this team for chemistry. He's not a chemistry-type player, I don't think. He's a mercurial-type player, and he's just yeah. going to use all his effort in his industry. But Ke- Chambers and Mings have decent chemistry together, and I think that's why they went they went yeah. uh, and played together, whereas Kanza and Diego Carlos haven't really played that long or that, that much together over preseason. So I think that's why he probably favoured this. So the more I think about this on spot, the more I think it's it's making a bit more sense. Now, Ken Kessler-Hayden, um, I, I'm, I'm going to just like, like he's not usurping Matty Cash. He's just not like, he's not. He's a very good player and don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. We're absolutely blessed to have him uh, in the setup as as a potential um as a potential right back that can that can come in and maybe if he gets six seven games if Matt Cash gets injured this season that's fantastic development for him um or yeah. if he goes out and loan even better but he's not and look with, with, the, with the five substitutes we could see a, a good bit more of him um and plus if we were going chasing the game he might be a man to bring on because of his attacking prowess so yeah, absolutely he's part of the plans I don't I don't see him going out this season but I, th- I think we can safely say that Freddie Gilbert's on his way. So he's he's the backup right back for me and more than happy with it because he, he's going to be around that first team and, and he will mature, absolutely. Um, it was an interesting one here for you. I am going to... I've got to pop it up here and see what you think. Do you think Bundia can play as an eight? Uh, simple answer, no. Um, I don't like him defensively. I think he. I think he's a bit rash defensively. He, he dives in stupidly, as we saw against Man City on the last day of the season. So I would rather see him play more advanced and marshal the top half of the pitch and and close people down. But getting anywhere near our own box, he makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, good, good. I. I don't know. I'm not saying he, I'm not saying he can't, but that's just yeah, my your preference. Would be to have him as a ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm of the opinion whereby we've enough players now whereby we don't shoehorn players into positions that they might be good at. If that makes sense, that we play them in, play, in positions oh. that they're good at. So if we are playing Bundia, we play with two tens. Um, I we, so. we, but, yeah. but I, I just, I think that we've got players that can play in those positions, uh, and unless there's, there's a trough of injuries, that 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 yeah. would be. Um, well, we, be we either see him in two tens or we see him in a three behind a one. I think that's the only way we're gonna we're gonna see him playing. So I I, w- I would be a little bit worried with him against certain teams playing and playing in an eight for sure. Couple of people were late to the stream there, so I'm just gonna pop back up the the. Oh, nobody wants to see that. That's everything. Um, share <laughs> share screen window. There we go. So there's the starting lineup: uh, Martinez, Cash, Conza, Diego, Carlos, Dina, McGinn, Cam- Captain McGinn. Uh, Kamara, Douglas, Louise, Bailey, Watkins, Coutinho with the subs bench of Olsen, Sanson, Ings, Augustinson, Young, Archer, Ramsey, Irugbunum, and Feeney as well. So, um, uh, yeah, so that's that's this. Let me see if I can find the, the rain. Uh, anybody's French any good? Oh, we've got Stephen Mandana in goals. We have... Uh, Traore about it. Tete. Oh, they're a new signing. Tete, uh, Tiate, should I say, from Bologna is starting in, in its center half. Uh, Bap, number eight, Baptiste Santa, Santa Maria. Keep an eye on him. 
everything goes through him. Real metronomic player there. Uh, plays plays as an eight in their eight slash ten inside there. Uh, he's somebody that they're going to put a lot of ball through. A lot of ball through. It's interesting they're going with they're going with Mandana and goals because um, last year they had Gomez, Alfred Gomez, who was the Senegalese goalkeeper. They only signed Mandana, I think, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I thought the Gomez would start in goals for them, unless he's been sold. I I I don't know, but um, it's just an interesting one because he was very pivotal to how they played out from yeah. the back because he was very good with his feet. Um, also this guy Terrier Terrier Martin Terrier Terrier up up front been linked with a lot of English teams, a lot of yeah. teams in the Premier yeah. League as well. Scored scored over twenty goals for Ren last season as well. He's somebody who gets yeah. on the ball and is like a Terrier. If, yeah. if certain people were, were to be believed, we very, very nearly signed Mandana before we signed Emmy Martinez. <laughs> we'll we very, very nearly team. signed Mandana before we signed Scott Carson as well. <laughs> he's been late. He's, he's the uh, who do I see you talking on Twitter? Oh, Benny McCarthy. Benny McCarthy. He was the <laughs> McCarthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Benny McCarthy. Um, it, it's it, it, it's an interesting one. Yeah, yeah, where that came from. There's a couple of other guys there. So, uh, if, you, if some of you didn't see my preview, these guys go like when they're playing out from the back or when there's a goal kick or anything like that, they're going to get super wide. Their fullbacks are going to push up. This is how they played last season anyway. Their fullbacks pushed up a small little bit. Their centre halves went seriously wide, and the strikers. There's like there's games that you watch them and the strikers kind of are confused as to wait a minute how wide am I supposed to go here and uh, that you see them they're kind of taking up space in the middle of the field and what they do is they go wide Santa Maria comes back and he takes the ball from the goalkeeper an awful lot through the middle and uh, he's very evasive in there he's real you know hardened uh, league one player and he's he played in in, uh, in the Bundesliga as well if I'm not mistaken he takes that ball and he distributes it all over the place they get very wide. That's what they do. They like to be expansive. They get wide. They like to have overloads in the in the in the uh, in the full back position and in the the wide midfielder positions as well. From them, they play four four two slash four 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 two slash four three three. I think. Um, uh, sorry, four four two slash four one four one kind of formation is what they play, and they get they they do as I said. That's what that allows them to get wide. You'll see their their front players will filter back an awful lot more when the overloads happen, and then they have a massive turn of pace. Uh, so it's it's like it's it's how would I put it? It's such a simple tactic. They try and create triangles. It looks like they're creating triangles in the middle of the field. Then they've got got overlaps on both sides, and their strikers come back towards midfield, and then literally everybody just piles forward. It's a simple, simple tactic, and that's what I saw from them last season when they were playing. Anyway, um, and they scored like eighty-two goals in league on last season, and they had a plus four, over plus forty-two or forty-five goal difference last season. So this team can score goals. It's going to be a huge threat to us. I am going to be. Really, really harsh on Luca Dean if he consist, consist, consistently gets beaten down the left hand side. Regardless of who's in front of him, I don't care. We know what this team is, is is gonna do. If they're a team that goes wide, Luca Dean needs to stay home a small bit more. I'm completely aware that he is uh that he's very, very pivotal to our attack as well. But even if he doesn't stay back, the, the, the team need to have a plan for what's gonna go what, what I think is gonna go happen here. Now watch these guys break us down through the middle and uh Basically, crossed the ball four times in the game now after me waxing lyrically about this. <laughs> uh, but it's uh, it, it, they're not even a crossing team. They just like to go wide to drag players out and then overload through the middle and get the ball back inside again. So they're not a go wide and whip in crosses left, right and centre uh, type team. But uh, it's it, they're, they're an interesting watch. There's also another piece as well. Set pieces here are going to get, get tasty. 
because uh, there's last year there was some really weird set pieces um from Ren. They were all about they were basically in the Aston McPhee book of make it look strange and see if something will happen uh category so we could see some weird uh set pieces in both in both penalty areas uh today. But it's it's gonna be an interesting one for ourselves. Paddy, talk to me. Do you think that we do you think that Bailey Coutinho and uh and Watkins like like what's your feeling on that? Because really that for me is going to be the the whole key. You know, we need to score goals in this in this game, I think. And we need to score I think I think we need to get two goals in this game if we're to win it, number one. But I just think yeah. from for confidence in our strike force, I think we need to get that. Yeah, I do. I do, and think that this will be an attacking game. I, do, I think both sides will go out and attack, being being more or less the last one before uh, before we go live in, in both our seasons. So, um, I, I envisage we will score goals. I, I envisage they will too. Um, I think it's going to be an open, expansive game in which Gerard is going to try and stamp some kind of mark on it. Um, it's interesting. Uh, like I spoke many times about Ollie Watkins, I need more play. Please don't tell me that. Please don't. <laughs> for, those, for, for those who are listening to this afterwards, it says on the screen, Talk Sport are close, saying we are close to signing Memphis to play. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ed, I trust you in my life, but I don't trust talk sports, so don't take this one personally. Okay. <laughs> But look, hey, yeah, I, I, I'll be honest, he's talking about saying, he's saying if he was the 10th choice striker at Barcelona, he's not leaving because he's on an absolute boodle of cash there. There's like, like he goes to the shop with wheelbarrows of cash um, at, at, at Barcelona. So it, it would be an interesting. Um, so, yeah, be, be an interesting. I, I, I just can't see it. I really can't. Not, 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 oh, not the guys are saying here may not be talk sport. Uh, but anyway, that's uh, okay. that's for another day. Um, anyway. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, look, I, I like Coutinho. He hasn't. Uh, I know Barry has a comment there asking us, "What do you guys think of Coutinho so far? Uh, do you think the team should be built around him, or is he fitting Gerard's shape? Yet to see the razzle dazzle from him. What do you think? We've seen the razzle dazzle, just not enough. Um, is he fitting Gerard's shape? I, th- I think he can be shoehorned into any shape of an attacking lineup. Um, but the the main problem here is we do it without Buendia. And that's that's my biggest issue. So um yes, I think we should build a team around him. He is without a doubt the most exciting talent we could have in the team. Whether he shows it or not is another story, and we're gonna find that out very quickly this season. He's fully fit, he's had a full preseason. There's absolutely no excuses now. He has to go and put it in on a weekly basis. Because if he doesn't, 
we have Buendia, we have Bailey, we have Watkins and Ings fighting for positions. There is going to be huge change there if if uh, if Coutinho doesn't do it. And I don't I don't think Gerrard is the kind of player that just picks him for the sake of it. The man is a genius. We know he's a genius. We know he can do it at the top top level. He has had an off few seasons, but we're hoping that Gerrard is the man that can get a. a, a a tune out of him, let's say, this season. And I think it's very important that he starts. But I, I'm a little bit disappointed that Watkins starts. I would have loved to see Danny Ying starting. Um, I think Danny Ying starting today would have put serious pressure on Oddie Watkins. And the serious pressure is that he doesn't score enough goals. And that is our biggest issue. We need to be scoring more goals. And I think we do that with Danny Ings. Um. I think I, I think it's I think it's, that's debatable. Uh jury's out on Danny Ings for me. Um uh Southampton last season he got a good goal. Um he was in around in around the game, but I just think he just was in and out of games an awful lot last season. His best game that he played last season was the Everton game when Dion Bailey came on and turned it around with the the, the mm. goal from a corner or Dina's first goal for Aston Villa, um as some people call it. Um, because the corner came off Dina, I think it went into the back of the net, and uh, then he's passed to 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 Leon Bailey. Look, that were, I I think there's I think the learning curve for for Danny Ings within this team is um has been bigger because it's just been so uncertain what's happening up top in any given in any given game. Like there was times last season we didn't know whether two nines, two tens, what was going on. You know, so if we don't know what's going on, they've only got a week to implement it. So yeah. for, for 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 me, that's that's where the um the concentration comes from. And look, as I suppose, really, when we spoke to Southampton, uh, to Southampton podcast when he signed, um, or maybe this didn't go out live. Maybe I didn't put this out live. They said that he's a he's a second striker. He's not going to be able to lead the line on his own, and he gets most of his goals from being a second striker when he plays up top with somebody else. So um, maybe there's that kind of reacclimatization for him as well. Uh, because when he was with Burnley, oh, it's, it's, it's for sure it's for sure a different system, and he undoubtedly plays well off another striker, preferably a big striker, which we don't have other than Keenan Davis. So, in in my opinion, we should be starting the season with Danny Ings, and I think if we start the season with Danny Ings after four or five games, it's a completely different story. I think I think putting a bit of faith in him. Getting behind him, and I, I think he's a player that you know he needs the arm around him. He needs to be told how good he is. I don't think he needs any negativity around him. We know that Danny Ings can score twenty goals a season. He's done it in bad teams. So if we can get if we can get him playing a tune, we are going to score goals this season, and more importantly, he's going to score goals, and they will win games for us. So we did mention Paddy was uh, Bertie Bertrand Troy and Ashley Priest has just popped up. There on Twitter to say that Bertrand Troy has been told to train with the under twenty threes. Looks like uh, another member of somebody who looks like he's going to be out, going to be moving out himself. Freddie Gilbert, Carrie Chukwueka, uh, training with kids at the moment. So, so uh, effectively, we can use that term again. That uh, he's created another bomb squad. <laughs> every club create every club creates a bomb squad. Every, yeah. every club has a bomb squad. I, I'm I'm not massively. Um, concerned about yeah. affecting I'm surprised with Bertie because he, he always speaks so well about Bertie and, and uh, I, I expected to see more of him but it just doesn't happen 
Yeah, and I wouldn't mind, but he had, I know it was Walsall. He had a good game against Walsall as well, um, did Bertie. Uh, let's take a look at some of the comments there, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to go all the way back to the very first start because we've we've spoken a lot about a lot of things since then. So I'm just going to go back a small little bit here um, to after the Memphis Depay stuff, maybe. Um, Jack says here, hey, Bailey, right, Depay left. Oh, sorry, I said no Depay talk <laughs> because it looks like it may not be, it may not be um, uh, coming to fruition. Um there's a rumor about Gerard interested in Ross Barkley. Hopefully, hopefully that's just a bad joke. Ross Barkley's on his way back to Everton. Um, I could say I have even been told that the Ross Barkley ain't coming to Villa. He's on his way back to Everton. No interest in coming back to Villa anyway. Does Ross Barkley? Um, nor do the club have interest in him. So he's on his way back to Everton. Everton are um, yeah, Everton. Uh, Everton's transfer strategy this 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 off season is uh. Is is different than I would have expected. Um, mm. uh, but, but, but where are we here? Uh, did anyone see the Finnezes goal uh, earlier? I didn't, but I heard it was an absolute pearler for P- Plymouth Argyle. Um, so if anybody can point me in the direction of that, I'll take a look at it. Um, this is an interesting one for Sweet Karma. Coutinho and other fair players, they can't turn on every week. And so F for flair is also F for frustrating. And I think, do you know what, Good Mr. Karma or Mrs. Karma, I don't know whether it's Mr. or Mrs. I'm going to say Mr. Karma. If you are Mrs., I apologize uh, uh, profusely. I think this is the interesting part. And I think this is something that, like, when the heart rules the head as a fan, and gosh, I know as, uh, I know more than, more than anyone else that it does. Um, I think this is what we have to remember. But one of the things is that Coutinho probably hasn't turned it on since... Norwich. So he, was off, he was awful against Norwich. I, the Norwich game we were at. I know we were drunk watching it, Paddy, but... Right. Southampton, <laughs> you're right. It was the Southampton, Southampton game we were at. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Southampton. Yeah, um, which, yeah, it was Southampton where he was really good, where he set up Douglas Louise, and I think he scored with himself, and then he was all over, like he was everywhere that day. And mm. hopefully he's everywhere again today. He's in 30-degree heat. No reason for him to be to dislike it. So, um Let's see. And look, don't forget as well, this preseason, I know some performances from players have been abject as well, but they will be trotting down on their on their on uh, the hard work that they're doing coming into this game. So we should see players that are a bit fitter with the likelihood of them, with the likelihood of the majority of players that we would see out there. I don't think there's going to be five, six subs here. I think there's probably going to be two or three subs uh, in this game. So it'll be treated like a proper game, as we all know. So we'll see a lot of these guys get 90 minutes. And uh, I think that's important as well because the double sessions are finished now, I would imagine, since we've come home from Australia or um, at least even since we've uh, since midweek. So double sessions won't be an issue. And these guys will be going out there now uh, with fresher legs, as we as we uh, kind of trottle down to go into the season uh, as as well, um, I uh, I I Paddy I'm I think today is made for someone like an Ali Watkins to just go out and we all go Jesus that's the Ali Watkins we've been waiting for for like two goal Ali Watkins one a penalty well no, I was going to say one a penalty but there's no way he's going to take actually who would take a penalty because Coutinho missed the last one does Coutinho step up again take penalties uh, I would imagine Leon Bailey be probably pulling the ball out of someone's hand. <laughs> I don't know. Does he feel you? Does he feel your confidence for a penalty? Uh, Leon Bailey, I would. Yeah, yeah. I think. I was Diego Carlos comes up from the back and just <laughs> absolutely pile drives one down the middle. No nonsense. Less your shit. Picks it out of the back, back of the net, and just takes it back up to the up to the line. 
to the halfway line. Lads, there's over 300 people watching. This is absolutely crazy. Can we get some thumbs up on the stream? If you don't mind, that would be great. And also tell your mother, your father, your nana, your uncle, your aunt, your estranged wives, whatever the hell you have. Tell them all to jump onto the stream as well, because this is brilliant. Uh, I really appreciate everything you guys do. 300 is is, is, is absolutely crazy. And thank you so much. Um, Paddy, are you expecting to see... Uh, like, like, so, okay. And I'm going to ask you this question, and this is a question I ask quite a lot. So for Aston Villa to win today, what have they absolutely got to do? And what have they not got to do? Well, we're, we're entering into the unknown. Obviously, I am not an officiato of what what uh, what Ren can do. So I've absolutely no idea how good they are. I know a couple of their players, but for me, this needs to be a cohesive performance. Um, and they they got to defend well. Obviously, um, the midfield needs to function properly. Um, I think goals will come from somewhere as long as they defend properly and the midfield functions correctly. Um, and I think that's the basis of going into the new season. I just want to see a performance today. If we're beaten 2-1 or 3-2, happy days. Once I see a goal or two and uh, and we see a good performance, I'll be happy. As I said, we're going into the unknown. It's the last, it's the last big game. Uh, it's very hot, as you said. It'll be a different kind of game to what they head into next week against Bournemouth and even Liverpool in midweek in that other behind closed doors friendly that's going to happen. So, as uh, AVFCUS says, stop giving the ball away. This is important. Our passing, now, albeit on very poor pitches in Australia, our passing has been awful. It really has. So, I expect to see a little bit better than that today. I... uh... I, I agree. So my big thing here is what Aston Villa have to do is I think we have to get a bit more of a foothold in midfield. Um, we're going to be playing against a team here that we, you know, there's no bully boy in this team. There's no bully boy in this team. And, and I think that's important because, um, you know, like Fred kind of, like, actually, I, I'm going to say, Fred had another sparkler of a, a, of a game apparently against Atletico Madrid. So Fred seems to be finding his feet under Ten Hag. Uh, about time for him because he's been the bottommost jokes above Manchester for the last three years. But uh, Fred kind of bossed our midfield as well for t- for the first half against Manchester United. And uh, while we did have a lot of possession against Leeds and Brisbane Roar, you know, I kind of want us to do it against a team at you know at Wren's level, and we didn't do it against Manchester United, so we've got another opportunity now against Wren. So that's what I want us to do. If it means the Bubagar Kamara gets the full ninety minutes and gets ninety touches of the ball or has ninety passes, so be it. Because I think that that's what he's built for, and everyone has seen that when he plays for France or when he played for France in the Nations Cup. Uh, so I think that's what Villa have to do. Villa have to fashion chances, and the best way to do that is get a foothold in midfield. We can't keep going wide. So this is the what what don't we have to do? We do not have to panic and go wide to cross the ball in every time because I feel like I'm taking crazy pills if we're expecting Ollie Watkins to get to head to, to score five, Jesus, to score more than two headed goals in the season over a 38-game season. It's just not his game, nor is it Danny Ings' game. So I feel like I'm really going insane to see Luca Dean crossing them in. If you're going to do that, you need to cross from do the Ahmed and act and cross it from deep. Um, because that it, it's it's beginning to be a real bugbearer for me, this whole panic in midfield, p- get it out wide, when you're going, no, what should happen here is we should get the ball to Philippe Coutinho and try and win a free centrally. 
or something along those lines, as opposed to just panic and go wide and le- have our full backs fucking 90 yards up the field and they get caught in a break. I think it's a bit naive football and it's beginning to really, really grate on me. And I don't think it's a Steven Gerrard thing. I think it's more so a fact that we can't get control in the middle of midfield. We get bullied off the ball. And today I think we need to stand up. We've got Douglas Louise and John McGinn. Douglas Louise, John McGinn, who's captain, and Bubakar Kamara in there. Now, I'm not saying that Jacob Ramsey isn't a bit of heft, but if Douglas Louise has been playing at six and he still has that six mentality there and bring it into the eighth position... I think that he needs to stand up and show that today because there's a lot of faith being put in him, probably with the impetus on him and say, and saying, hey, Douglas, you're after, we're after playing you there against Rain. Any chance you'd sign that contract? Uh, I think that there could be a bit of that in today as well. Um, <laughs> and plus the fact that Jacob Ramsey has uh, played a lot of football over over the, the summer as well with, with being with the England or 21s and so on as well. There could be that too. So I think the, the two things for me is we need more dominance in midfield. And what we can't do is we can't keep going wide and crossing the ball in wildly because it just doesn't work for Aston Villa. It didn't yeah. work in 2021. doesn't work in 2022. And I don't care about the second balls that drop in the box. We haven't scored many goals from those. And if we have, please send me on the data on it. Look, there's, a little, there's a little bit different there. When, you, when you've got players like Coutinho and, and Buendia that can unlock a defence with, with a slide rule pass or someone like Buendia like we saw against Man United that can come in off the wing and put one in the bottom corner like that or breakaway goals like he got against Everton last, last year. So, you know, they have to come different ways. The goals have to come different ways. And uh, I, I think the goals will come, but not with Ollie Watkins, unfortunately. That's going to do it for us today, guys. I think uh, apparently Fred got sent off. Well, bits of the match that I saw, Fred was absolutely bossing it. I didn't see the whole lot of it. So uh, just it just uh, it shows it, it tells me that I need to shut up sometimes and stop uh, and, and stop running my mouth beforehand. Um, Sean is asking, did I play against Ballyback boys oh, before? Of course I did. <laughs> very, very good, uh, very good team, Ballyback boys. But in, in growing up in Dublin, I think everybody has played against them. That's really interesting, Paddy. I can't see that comment at all. So I apologize, really? Sean. For that. Yeah, Thanks I very much, Sean. That. I can't see that. Thank you very much, Sean. Thanks a million for that. I, I, I don't have that. Oh, I do. I see it there. 428. Um, I just didn't scroll back far enough. Um, so listen, guys, thanks so much, everybody, for watching. Really appreciate this. We're going to, uh, well, yeah, I hope he does. Might put a fiver on it. Uh, although betting is not condoned in this podcast either um, at this moment in time. Um, but uh, go away and enjoy the game, guys. If you find, uh, please do not chat in the comments underneath about anything to do with streams, uh, even after the game or anything like that. Keep that to yourselves. Uh, we want everybody to watch this legally and we don't want to get taken down uh, on YouTube if that is okay. Please give us a thumbs up if you haven't. At times there was 320 people, 330 people watching this. That's just bloody mind blown. That's more than watch. That's more people than watch uh, TV shows in Ireland on a nightly basis. So like that's just that that I can't get over that. We will be back with a post match uh, a post match uh, review as well. Um, I don't know if my friend Patrick will be back, will be with me as well. I don't know what his time scale is because I didn't tell him, but uh, I will be back anyway at least to do a post-match review. So hope to see you all probably around 6.55, 7 o'clock, depending on the finish of the game, but it'll be shortly after the finish of the game. We will see you here again. So everybody, go in, enjoy your afternoon. Uh, go in, enjoy the next 26 minutes. Get the, be- get the beverages in, in, and hopefully you will all be able to watch the game and enjoy our last preseason game. Here's to a 2-1 Aston Villa win, and all that's left to say... Is up the villa. Up the villa.
Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.